Welcome back, everybody, to season two of the MMA Breeze. It's episode two, um, and today we have a pretty cool guest. You know, he's a UFC lightweight. He currently holds the fastest knockout in lightweight history, and he had the most finishes in 2021. Terrence McKinney, how are you, brother? I'm doing great, brother, man. Uh, today's kind of cold, but after this, I'm about to go get that grind in for sure. Hey, we love to hear that. We love to hear that. So, you know, obviously you made a, a huge splash with your UFC uh, debut when you came in and you finished Matt Frivola off of a, a quick combination. Um, how, how do you feel ahead of your second fight? And have you come down from that high yet? Um, I just take it all one match at a time. Like, I already tried to put that fight behind me. You know, the media just keeping it active. So, like, <laughs> I, I can't wait them to give him another highlight to save Ron for years to come. Absolutely. And that's what you do, man. In your last seven fight victories, I believe you have, uh, you have all first round finishes. So, I mean, we're excited to, to see a highlight. Do you feel any pre extra pressure to go in there and make a highlight or to finish it in the first round? Uh, not at all. Like I've been ranked number one in college. Like it is what it is. You can be, you can be at the top of the world and next thing you know, you're at the bottom. So like, I just take all this as a grain of salt, man, and just know it can be taken away any day. So it just makes me work that much harder. I love that, man. I love that. So your, your next fight, speaking of it, we have uh, Fraziam, a striker. Uh, he, uh, and I heard you touch on the fight previously, and you called it kind of a striker versus wrestler matchup. Uh, but with that being said, You've been a nasty striker yourself recently. So uh, I don't know if it's fair to even keep calling it uh, that type of matchup. How do you see it at this point with it rescheduled? Do you think, what kind of fight do you think we can expect? Is there going to be a lot of hands throwing? Do you expect to be taking them down? Uh, I tell everyone, just get excited. I don't even know what I'm about to do out there, you know. It's kill their D kill. So when I'm out there, really, it's just all instinct, you know. I like that because a lot of fighters have different perspectives on that. Like how hard do you game plan? How much do you study your opponent? Are you going to cater your game to them? But sounds like you have a, a more intrinsic approach based off your own skills. Do you pay much attention to your opponents? Do you look into them before fighting them or are you more focused on, uh, on yourself and growth? Uh, just a little bit of both. Not really. Like I probably watched their film one time. That's why it's important to have a good coach who studies the guy. Like we know exactly what he does. And my coach got the combination just going to work flawless for him. And if I do got to take it down, we know we can get that done, but I want to show the world man, that I can strike with anyone and I'm here to get 50 G's and Laying on them just doesn't seem to get the job done, man. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Well, all more kudos to you because you do have a wrestling background. That's that's where you come from. Um, how And I've seen you tweet about wrestling. It's the best base you can come up with in martial arts. Uh, how instrumental has wrestling been in your career? And what age were you when you started that journey with wrestling? Um, I tried it out in fifth grade. So I was like 11, I think. Uh, I didn't really, I didn't really like it at all. And I did it like one more time and a couple more times in middle school. And I was like, uh, it was all right. But I mostly did it because like I was getting in trouble. So I was trying to get an outlet. And then like after my freshman year, I got like, I got humbled pretty good. I was like 0 and 6. And just that losing just like lit a fire to me. And then like, 
um there was like this duel i was about to get like tech like so what tech is like they got 15 more points than you so for anyone who don't know that so there's like 14 seconds left for 10 i take this kid down on out of bounds line and pin him oh we i love and, and and then it's like the first time ever we be like this this high school central valley like in 20 years so like and everyone's picking up and going crazy and after that i was hooked man that'll do it <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely my twin brother and I wrestled and he had such a similar match his first year where he was yeah. like a point away from getting teched and then he cradled the kid and, and we all went crazy, man. That's the craziest comebacks ever. So you went <laughs> to wrestle in college, correct? Yeah. And you were ranked number one and you had some success there. Um, what? When did you meet Michael Chiesa? When was he coaching, I believe, high school and how big of a part of your wrestling career was he? I think he came there like a little bit towards the end of our like sophomore year and stayed like stayed after that years on. Okay. And he was just just seeing him win the Ultimate Fighter show was just monumental for me because I had a little glimpse of that feeling and I wanted to chase it again. You know, just seeing him doing it for his dad out there was just crazy. It was it was like a moment I'll never forget. And then getting to see him at the airport when he got back, it was awesome. That's wild, man. At that same point in time where you were arrested with Michael Kiesa, I was back. I think I'm about the same age as you. I, I'm 28. I think you're 27. Yeah. So I was yeah. wrestling back in, in here, and I, uh, me and both my brothers were watching Ultimate Fighter, and it's funny because I heard his his whole story, and from the jump, we were all pulling for yeah. Kiesa and just wanted him to win naturally, and then he went through and won. Uh, crazy yeah. cool story. And now here you are, guys, both fighting for the same organization, and yeah. he's not your coach, but he's your peer now. Um, yeah. You guys ever get any work together in the off season when you guys got time away from fights or anything like that? How often do you guys stay in touch now? We all uh, actually used to train on the same team that Sig did too. Okay. Uh, Ulrich Little. And I trained there for like a while. And then like I went to a new gym and, and, just train with Mike and Sam Cecilia and Austin Arnett and then having Daniel Spitz there, like all who fought in the UFC before was just a huge detrimental for me uh, coming up in a fight game. It just, it, it helped me build like that toughness that I needed to like. So like if I did ever go to a different gym, I'll be ready. And you guys get to see that now. Thanks to Pablo Alfonso. Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to listen to my coaches and stay humble. And now you guys see the success that I bring today. Beautiful, man. And so we're not far off from your next fight. It's coming up uh, late February, February 26th. Um, at this point, you're in your career, you're very professional. Obviously, you're at the highest platform, the Premier League with the UFC. Uh, how cognizant of you, you know, of your own weight this far out from a fight? And when does the the discipline turn up a notch for you? Uh I don't know what it is, but I feel like my body just knows. Like one second I'm chilling, I'm like 185, and then the fight starts strolling around. Then I'm like 170 out of nowhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> but I, I do like check my weight like every day at home, and mostly what I do, I'll just cut my meals back. Lots of fruits, lots of water, uh, chicken, fish. Just just dialing it in. I got. Oh, like jar of nuts and then I already got my supplements here so everything just ready to go right on right on and this fight was supposed to happen um 
I believe last year before uh, someone in your camp got COVID, if I'm not mistaken, and there was some sort of protocol there that was forced you guys to cancel and and from there reschedule. Um, was it, did you know right off the jump that you wanted the same matchup that you wanted to reschedule or how did the rescheduling come about? Um, I actually didn't care. I said, I don't care if it's a new opponent, like I said, fighters fight, so. But it's cool. I got the same opponent. So we got the blueprint. So now I just got more time just to sharpen the tools and just like I said, be lethal, man. Be T Rex, Rex shit, you know? That's yeah, what I want to do. I love that. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, a, uh, considers himself a striker. He's a taller opponent. Um, do you think anything that he brings to the table is, is, threatening to you or more so threatening than some of his other skills what are you watching out for what do you respect most about his game uh probably just like he has a good jab and um he to me like he's an excellent striker because he sticks to the basics like he knows where he's good at mm -hmm. and but i planned on making that his business advantage come february 26th Cool, cool. His and body can't stop what he had been training his whole life, so we're going to use it against him. Okay, I like that. I like that. Say you do get another first-round finish and the, and the train continues and you, you make some highlights and a splash, is there anybody beyond this fight? And I know fighters don't like to look beyond, like, what's on their plate right now, but, you know, just casually looking at the landscape, is there any – types of styles regardless of this win or not is there any types of fighters or a certain particular matchup that you like or that interests you from like a, a competitor standpoint someone you want to face in your division after this yeah there's a couple and you guys will see me call out their names out this if all goes as planned lord willing and we get another first round finish uh we want someone in top 10 for sure okay okay because i did yeah i did see you uh yeah say in a, in a interview that by some point 2023 you will have the belt you yeah will, you will have the belt so one question i want to ask about that is you're already a very active fighter you you stay competing which from a fan point you know we we love that we we enjoy that to the max and uh it can only raise your stock as well right so you staying in front of the cameras how active do you plan to be in 2022 and 2023 just to make that goal come to life um at least four fights a year minimum okay four fights a year that's that's a lot and uh you, do you ever after fights take time away from the gym or do you stay training pretty much all year round pretty intense i'm i might take like a week off okay okay and then um, that's it okay right on right on yeah. so because like i tell people like my training camp don't stop. Like I'm training for a belt, so I love that. I'm I'm staying in camp. You know, the only way to I gotta outwork the champ, and I I doubt these guys are taking days off. That's how I see it. I believe it. I believe it. And if there is, this is how I'm gonna catch them. Yeah, I love it. And you, you know, I've seen you post with so many fighters. You know, training, and I've seen other guys post with you. Who are some of your favorite guys to train with, and some of the most important guys that you're training with right now for this particular matchup? Um, my, my boy, Brian McDowell, and I would say my friend, Jose Mendez, Eric Mendez, um, Nike Sierra, who's fighting on LFA. 
mm-hmm. just just they all play their important role. That's why I tell you guys it's we when I win, like we did this, like we got the knockout because without my team, without God, like none of this would be possible at the end of the day. And you're such a humble guy, man. I mean, I'm looking at your the way you approach fans, the way you approach media, you stay talking and responding to everybody. You're always in a good mood. We, we see you putting the, the crying, laughing emojis everywhere, stamping us with those. And uh, even through some of the trials and tribulations that you've been in in your past, you've always come out with strength and transparency to try to make something good out of it, you know? And uh, what, what, where do you get this strength and optimism from? And, and, and what makes you so motivated to, you know, t- have these conversations with, with fans and peers and, uh, and really give back to everybody else that's around you? Uh, just, just remember where I come from and just remember, like, I'm not just a fighter, man. Like, and I always told myself, like, before I die, you know, I want to impact as many people possible because, you know, I'm bringing them to God, you know, as I can, like, because it's just like I told people, I'm not just trying to be known as fighter. I'm trying to be known as a champion outside the mat. And anyway, I can help the fans by talking to them or talking to you or helping you guys build your name. Be like, I, cause I remember when I was nothing. So if I can help you guys just a little bit, get your page going, get your dream going, then I'm all about that. I love it, man. I love it. So you, you know, you, uh, obviously are very for somebody with one fight in the ufc you're very well known people love you your style is exciting um at at the end of 2022 where do you hope to be with your career and uh and what do you see your uh your position looking like come that time come the end of this year um i'm looking to have four finishes keeping my 100 finish rate being top 10 in UFC and this time at the end of this, I had to talk that shit. And when the year ends, I want to be getting someone in the top five, getting ready to stamp my mark towards the title. So awesome, man. Awesome. Do you believe in getting different looks, training with different gyms? I know um, some people like, like to train with one group of intimate people and some people like to get a, a diverse perspective of going gym to gym trainer to trainer you said you have a strong group around you how often do you go outside of that to get different looks um i i i believe in cross training but um lately i kind of changed on that you know because at, at the end of the day like there's like if you really think about it all the biggest gyms with all the famous you know all the fans fighters those people be, be the gyms with the least amount of belts like I like what it takes is someone that actually cares about you and your willingness to listen to them to be great, you know. Absolutely. And that that's what I had to realize. And now I realize that like I don't have to go anywhere to become the best. I just gotta listen to this guy that sees the stuff that I'm not seeing, and st- stick to the game plan. My fault, man. Stone just keeps chewing on this bouncy shit. <laughs> But uh, so what, what makes your style different, man? You're very exciting. We know that we've seen you, you know, take people out. We honestly, the, the main, uh, the kind of casual fan base, the people that just watch UFC and stuff like that, haven't gotten too much uh, of a look of your wrestling anyway, stuff like that, because your fights are so fast. Um, what are some skills that you hope to show us uh, in 2022 and what makes your style so appeasing you think what makes you so different compared to other fighters 
Um, just uh, how I'm just like got the killer instinct. Like, I think I'm very, I'm a very excellent finisher. Like, if I if I get you hurt or you make a mistake, like that's the end of the fight. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I I'm, I can be aggressive and like see everything. Like a lot of people can't be aggressive they might get caught slipping with like a three but like mm-hmm. i got super good reflexes and i think that comes from wrestling so that's why i think it's important base absolutely and uh you know i, I always kind of compare uh injuries across sports i skateboarded and wrestled growing up and you know i saw a lot of kids get an injury whether it be in wrestling or fighting even or, or skateboarding and sometimes like an injury in skateboarding can make you like doubt yourself and, and be as bold as you were going for shit. It's the same with fighting. I, I've seen guys take some tough losses or get finished and, you know, it, it messes with their mental and they're not able to go for, like you said, that killer shot or the, the, those types of instincts because they doubt themselves. You've been on every side of the fence at this point in your career. You, you know, obviously you're killing it right now. You're on a great run. Uh, what, what's different about your mental and, and how were you able to kind of like overcome those losses and still go for those kill shots without letting that get to your mental? Uh, I'll say it like this. Um, what was I going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, I'll see it. I see it as this, like, if like, if you wrestled, I hate to say it, like everything in life is easier. I truly believe that. And I think that comes from wrestling. Like I know what it feels like to lose and I know what it, feels like to win and I always tell myself you got to hate losing more than you like winning so like anytime I lose for me it's just motivation just to prove the haters wrong you know Mm -hmm. my mom always said like the best revenge is success so like anytime I'm feeling down I was like wait till wait till wait till I get the bell it's it's gonna make it that much sweeter that's that keeps me motivated every time heck yeah man heck yeah man how's the How's the UFC been to you outside of just your fighting? You know, it's a whole new world. I got to imagine going from a, a, any other organization to that premier platform in front of every every single MMA fan out there. But how has the, the organization treated you and what's different? What was like a, a kind of a culture shock for you coming into the UFC compared to the other organizations? Um, just the pay is a little bit better. Also, like, they take care of you if you're in Vegas at the PI, like they're sending me mails from Icon. Mm. So like they really take care of you like during the weight cut during your fight camp. So like, I'm very grateful for that. Like yeah. I don't have to hit up no sponsors, nothing like they sending food for us throughout the camp. That's going to help keep our weight right. Wow. Do you like to do like at least the ends of your fight camps out there in Vegas with the PI? Do you really capitalize on that? Um, we leave a few days earlier than, like, I go to PI, get, like, the massage I need, maybe, like, mm-hmm. um, what are those, the suction cup therapy, like, whatever. You ever play with any of those, like, underwater treadmills or any of that stuff they got going on? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that stuff's cool, but I do like to go get into the altitude room at Summit Chiropractors in the Valley. Pretty sick, man, pretty sick. I got to imagine that's pretty helpful, getting ready for fights. And you know, and during the off season, do you ever get in there and get any work? Like, not I say off season, but whenever you're not really booked for a fight or, uh, you know, you, you, you don't need to be in Vegas. Is that something you hope to leverage more in the future? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And the, um, I got the privilege to train out there at the Extreme Couture. Like, they, Eric's a really nice guy. So, like, 
I've definitely will be going out there a lot more to work over there. Okay, cool, cool, right on. And with your fight being a month out, you have a pretty game opponent. Um, did, does anything change as far as like how you're working with the guys inside the gym as far as that intensity goes? I know you said you cut back on some of the, you up the protein, have the fruit and all that good stuff. But as far as the grind goes, what does a fight week look like for Terrence McKinney, a fight camp? Um, that's when I start letting off, but like just those three weeks, just probably don't want to go with me. I'm like a pit bull. Bro. I'm in my zone. Like, yeah. I'm trying to put up numbers when we're going at least, at least like a hundred to 200 strikes. Like, okay, that's cool. And I know a lot of guys have different perspectives on sparring. Um, you know, some like Max Holloway, he's made headlines saying he doesn't spar anymore or he did his sparring on Zoom and uh, all that stuff. And then there's guys like Michael Bisping who come out and say, if you want to fight, you got to fight. And he spars all the time or he at least used to when he was training. What's your philosophy on sparring and how much do you do that when you have a fight book versus when you don't have a fight book? Um, sparring is probably my favorite thing because, like I said, man, I like fucking people up. Like, I really love this shit, straight up. <laughs> so when I'm, so when I get to spar, it's fun. But my favorite thing to do is just work my technique. To be honest, like sparring is fun, but really, I just like to get crispy on the mitts and just work my grappling. Just keep everything short. Yeah, I see you working a lot on the mitts. I see you put up some cool little flicks on the gram and everything like that. Yeah. How far has your striking come from just the, the first day you got the call with the UFC? Um, I feel like I'm definitely can strike with anyone in the world. Like, and what's nasty about that, that I can wrestle. So I, I really can dictate where the fight goes, and, and that's tremendous. That is tremendous. That is tremendous. And, and in your opinion, what is, I mean, I think I know the answer based off of history, but in your opinion, what is more gratifying to you getting a submission victory or a knockout victory? If you had to pick. Uh, I would get the knockout every time, you know, ain't nothing like when you put a man out, you know, you feel like you're that guy. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 I, I, for, this is a PG-13, but it's like, you know, when you first get laid for the first time, you're like, ah, damn, ah. <laughs> That's how I feel, man, it's lit. Yeah, no better feeling, I imagine, huh? Yeah. That's awesome, man. So I'm sure that's probably on the, the menu for February 26th. And so we're looking forward to it. Uh, but but what about, I know you got some heavy hands. What about the kicks? What about the kicks? Are, are you looking forward to uh, developing maybe a, a wheel kick knockout, front kick knockout, anything crazy like that? Or is a passion really? We're, we're working at all, but I'm trying to, before this year in, I need to get a nice little sick elbow knockout or Ooh. knee knockout for sure. Okay. That's, like the only that, that's what you want next is a knee or an elbow knockout. Yeah. Uh, just like being like a pit bull like if I grab you like people people never know like if you look at me you'll never think like I'm so powerful uh, I would I believe <laughs> <laughs> and you know as far as like your power looks great at 55 um is there any other weight classes that you see in your future uh, that you would that entertain 45s welterweight yeah I'm definitely gonna move up to welterweight for sure Okay. Okay. That's yeah. down the line after you get the belt, I imagine. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm just going to take a year off. Just get big. 
Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. We're I, I think it'll only be like uh, 15 pounds more muscle, and then I think it'll be over with. Yeah, and you you're what five eleven something like that. You got the frame, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, up, exactly. So. And I got long arms, seventy five inch reach. Like it That's says it wrong when it's on there, but I got seventy five inch reach. Okay. I got long arms. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah, I think I could see that. I would love to see that. And yeah. as far as uh, these these call outs go that you have uh, on the radar, man, um, you say you're looking for a top ten opponent, so we can imagine it would be one of those guys. Top fifteen, whatever something like that okay cool yeah. and going on from this year you get the finish you get the next opponent you go four fights you uh you looking to, to get the UFC title early 23 23 gunning forks I know a lot of guys are saying hey I'm gonna get it when I'm ready like let me I'm gonna do this this and then when I'm ready how close as far as I know you have to get the, the wins you have to get the resume but as far as skill goes right now today how do you think you match up with the best guys in the world in that top 10, five mix? Um, I think I'm the fastest in the division. And like they say, speed kills. And I think that's going to show in my future fights. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. So, so tell the fans real quick why they should watch Terrence McKinney on February 26th. I'll tell you guys to watch me February 26th because you like knockouts. And you like someone just willing to go out there and to put it all on the line and definitely watch me. Like I'm not there to look pretty, look cool, look like I've been training. I'm look I'm gonna look going out there to look like a fighter because that's what we do. That's what you guys sacrifice your money for. You want violence and that's what I'm here to give you. Hell yeah, man. We love that. Well, look, Terrence, I appreciate you coming on today, bro. I uh, won't take up your whole morning like I have so far. So thank you for making the time. Good luck on your next fight. You know I'll be watching. We'll all be tuning in, looking for the knockout. So hopefully we can do this again in the future, man. And uh, other than that, appreciate you, bro. No problem, man. And stay blessed, man. You guys enjoy your 2022.